Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Now on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pet Photographers Club. Uh, we have a <laughs> literally a minute before we start recording. I was like, I'm just going to get my dog because she'll come and open the door. Um, we have Jessica Wazik. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Jessica. We've been wanting to chat to you for ages, so we're so interested to hear all about what you do, your business. Really interested to hear about the calendar contests because I've been hearing snippets about them and hearing a lot of people who I think have been implementing your strategy very successfully, so I'm dying to hear all about that. But I think let's definitely, you know, start at the start and maybe for anyone who's not familiar with you, um, give a little intro into who you are and what you do and we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, my name is Jessica Wasik and I am with Bark and Will Photography. I celebrate the joy and love between Pittsburgh pets and their people. I live just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with my husband and our 11-year-old Siberian Retriever Hunter who... I have lovingly dubbed Bark and Gold's head of shed. Um, he is the entire reason I am involved in pet photography. So he's got to put his work in too. <laughs> and so how, how long have you been doing pet photography? How did you get into it in the first other day with your dog? But... Yes, um, I officially launched my business in very late 2016. Um, I was sharing a lot of photos of Hunter. My husband had just bought me a nice camera. I had always enjoyed photography, but it was something that I hadn't really done too much of. Um, he got me my camera and I was sharing tons of photos on Instagram when a woman named Heather Lawton, who runs a local camera group in Pennsylvania um, at the Flourish Academy, she commented on a photo of Hunter that as I look back now was terrible, but <laughs> She commented, he's so handsome, you should be a pet photographer. And I had really enjoyed working with Hunter. Um, he was very easy to photograph because he's always around and he's pretty willing. But I started thinking, yeah, I, maybe I could do this. And it sounded fun. So I booked a mentoring session with her. And pretty quickly, I launched my business in about a week after um, getting everything set up with her help. Oh, my goodness. A week yeah. after is that's a quick turnaround. I love that. You should be a pet dog. You're like, I should. I should be a pet dog. So did you straight away go into, okay, and now I'm a full-time pet photographer. What was like the transition period for you? Is there anything, I mean, you mentioned Flourish Academy. Is there anything that you feel was instrumental in, in building you? to today or is it just sort of that slow burn ball starts rolling that a lot of people have? I don't do anything slow. I am like always <laughs> four feet ahead. I love to have a project. Um, I just love to dive right in. So my other job is I am a professional figure skating coach and I always thought that would be my main job and photography would kind of be that fun side hustle that I would do. And that very quickly changed and that photography quickly took over after I completed um, the hair of a dog uh, business of pet photography and the post-processing for pet photography courses, which were instrumental in helping me, especially on that business side, 
get my pricing laid out, all the automation, and, and kind of give me that um, foundation of where I needed to start. So it was not slow, but I I went in definitely full force. I love um, Jessica that you know you've really put this um, energy into education um, and and um, financial investment, obviously, and time, um, which probably makes sense if you you know if you coach. Um, you know, figure skating, then obviously you're pre-built a training. Yes. Um, but, I mean, such a good point to make, isn't it, that, the, you know, the first couple of things you did was first you did this um, training through the Flourish Academy and then straight into Hair of the Dog. Um, so is this kind of uh, the same roadmap that you would recommend for other people or, you know, is there something that you learned along the way um, that you think maybe you would do a bit differently next time? I would 100% suggest finding a community or a group of people that really align with what you want to represent and your values and who value um, developing themselves more, whether that's business or personally. Like I'm a huge personal development nerd. I love to read. Any chance I can get to educate myself and take a course. Um, I think you get in what you, what you put into it, you get out. So you do have to have that investment uh, to get you kind of where you want to go. And then from there, you have to then take that action to really implement that. So for sure, um, any education helps. Starting out, um, that I think is what made me pretty successful early on. I, I did uh, like online galleries a little bit for about five months. And then I saw all these photographers doing in-person sales and making four figures. And I'm like, I can do this. So I made that switch and that would be my big advice too, is to go in it to the level that you want to eventually achieve and not to be afraid and take those tiny little steps, but to just go full force. Mm -hmm. And actually it really sounds like you believe in yourself um, as you definitely should. Um, I mean, your work is fabulous and, and I look forward to hearing um, shortly about um, particularly this one marketing strategy with the calendar, but um, the rest of your business too, which sounds like it's doing super well. Um, but is there perhaps, um, you know, any kind of tip of something that you've read, like you just mentioned personal development, um, that might help people who maybe lack that self-confidence in the beginning? Um, fear, you have to just push through it. Everything at one point has scared me and Every time I do something and I'm like, I did it, I survived. Everything is worthwhile on that other side. You just have to be a little bit uncomfortable um, and it does pay off. Mm -hmm. That fear of failure is a, uh, a kicker. <laughs> yeah. It's fear of the unknown, like uh, the uncertainty of what will yeah. happen. But you have to, you won't know unless you try. So you have to take that little bit of a risk. I think this year has pushed everybody um, outside their comfort zone with that and now we can all, everybody can relate to this fear of the unknown in every yeah, every corner of the globe. Um, yes. we can all, you know, we all know that now. So, and we, we're all, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you're back to shooting. One, I'm super jealous. So, um, but what does so what does a typical shooting week look like for you? Has it been? I mean, you said you're back since July. So, are you back full into how business was before? Is it changed now for you? What's it looking like? 
surprisingly, this year has uh, been the best that it's been in the last four years, despite COVID, which blew my mind because, you know, things are uncertain. People are not working. They are working from home. There's just so much up in the air. And I never expected, especially that first quarter when things were just really starting to get a little bit crazy and we had all the shutdowns happening, for that to um, be a pretty decent quarter for me. But since about June or July, I'm back to shooting full time. I only shoot outdoors, so I don't have that concern of a studio space with um, keeping everything sanitized and safe that way. So I can social distance, be outdoors. I really think my pet parents are happy to be outside and doing something. Many of them have just said, we've done nothing. We've not gone on trips. We've not been shopping. We haven't done dog fun stuff. So treating themselves to a session has really been their big fun thing that they've done. So it's been really good for me um, just to help people relax and have some fun with their pets. I wonder if also um, this has taught everyone or highlighted to everyone what's actually important. I think, I mean, at first I was like, yeah, that's so crazy that people would be spending their money on photography, but actually maybe it's not, not that insane. Maybe you go, oh, well, you know, family's important and my pets are like, it takes us back to mm -hmm. our, our ground again. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So then what does sort of the typical week look like for you in terms of clients and your business? Um, I would say my week is not ever consistent. I have some weeks where I've, I'm busier than others. I try not to take on usually more than four a month just because I want to be able to focus on my client and give them that best one-on-one um, -on -one personalized experience. So I know uh, as a workaholic and I, I just love to work, I would work 24 hours a day if I could. I have to pace myself or I will lose my mind because I always feel I can take on just one more um, and I don't want to turn anyone away. So um, it's it's been about a client a week and things are picking up a little bit now come fall because Pittsburgh is so beautiful this time of year that everybody wants their photos and yeah, I'm just trying to pace myself. <laughs> Um, that's funny that you mentioned it. Kirsty and I were having a conversation last night where I was admitting that I think I need to put some more boundaries. <laughs> I'm also a workaholic. Yeah. I, was like, I, think, I think I just actually, I said, I've come to the realization that I'll just fill my time with as, as much time as I allow myself. So I just create projects I always have these ideas I create the new projects because I give myself the time and blah 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 and she's like yeah you do I was like well I just like I just realized it so I'm going to put these boundaries in place and she's like you didn't know that <laughs> I don't acknowledge that we know but we can oh, yeah well, like, but always I think the, the new project is so important and she's like oh I, I should have told you years ago <laughs> I never said that I was like, oh I could have told you that years ago I mean nobody told you that <laughs> I really just, we're a little bit self-aware, Caitlin. <laughs> it just feels so um, enveloping when you're in the middle of of a new project. It's so hard to be like, no, I'll switch off because I'm going to go do some yoga instead. Like it feels like, <laughs> no, I want to work on the thing. Um, so I love that you've put those limitations in place for yourself. Is it quite a, I'm looking at your experience page right now, Sorry, I didn't say at the start of this podcast. Guys, this is a video episode again. So if you're listening to the podcast version of this, um, 
and you're a member, you can definitely jump onto the Facebook page or go into the member zone and watch the video version if you want to see, you know, examples of Jessica's website and photography and our faces, I suppose. <laughs> um, but otherwise, you can listen to the audio version. <laughs> so I've got your website up here, um, which is beautiful for starters. Love your branding. Um, but I'm looking at the experience page, and it seems like quite an uh, involved client experience. So I'm assuming with for a month, just you're putting in a lot of that time for the client. Am, am I right in guessing that? Yeah, yeah. I just want them to have a great experience from the moment that they inquire until I deliver their products to them. Um, so as much as I can do, uh, I want to make sure. So what does that look like, um, Jessica, just, you know, especially for the listener that isn't jumping on your website right now, um, you know, sort of how many hours are you putting in on average per client and what are you doing with that time? Um, I have calculated it's usually about 10 to 14 hours per client. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love automation. I'm a huge Dubsado fan. So it's probably backed off a little bit in terms of the email and the back end that way. But um as much as I can automate, I do. I love to send gifts. I'm a gifter by nature, so they get a little welcome <laughs> when they um, book their session. Um, any type of interpersonal stuff is, I think, what's taking up most of my time, which is just you know connecting with them, making sure that they don't have any questions along the way, sending them their um, client guide, just little touches like that that can't be taken over by your client management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so you mentioned at the beginning um, in-person sales. Mm-hmm. Are you also doing, let's walk through your client experience. I mean, not every aspect in detail, but a bit of an overview. So they're inquiring online or through a phone call or, or what's happening there? Yeah, I have a contact page on my website. Uh, that would be ideal because that kind of kickstarts that um, inquiry workflow so that I'm not in my email having to answer the same questions. And they get an automatic reply from Hunter because he's got to work. So they put <laughs> their um, inquiry guide. And shortly after that, I have an automated email that asks them to ideally set up a phone call uh, so we can talk and get to know what, kind of what they're looking for better. But not everybody likes to do that. So that's mm-hmm. hit or miss. Um, once they book, I send out manually my um, client welcome package, which includes um, their session guide. I have a little tote bag for them to haul all their doggy necessities to their session. I have partnered with a local candle company that does some really good smelling candles that are dog themed and they're super fun. Um, I love puns and I have um, like salted caramel popcorn right next to me. So it's a cute little perk um, and some chocolates. So they get their pricing guide in that because for me, that's very important that everything is upfront for um, the in-person sales. That way they're prepared. Never want a surprise in the sales room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's rewind a little bit. Where do you find that? How are these inquiries coming in? What's your main marketing strategy? So I get a lot from Google lately, but um, Instagram, I have a bunch of followers on there that will eventually reach out. It does take some time. They're never mm-hmm. immediate, but I can tell the ones who have been following for a few years mm-hmm. finally made that push. Um, referrals have been really great from past clients and those are the ones I really like because those past clients are great clients and they already know that investment of time and money so they're usually recommending me to people who are going to appreciate the same level that they are 
And mm-hmm. I have partnerships with my local pet store, Pedagogy, and I work with them every summer for their anniversary party and every winter for their pet photos with Santa, which has been an amazing marketing tool as well because um, that really helped grow my email list. I can stay in constant contact with them and they just do such an incredible display. Their owner hand builds everything. It's a really well-known event in our area and having my business associated with that has been really helpful too. So I get a lot of customers through that. Mm-hmm. So are you shooting at these events? What does working with them for these events look like? Yeah, they have two dates. They have two stores in the area and they set everything up. I show up and suit, shoot and mm-hmm. then I sell and um, whatever I'm selling comes directly to me and they're happy because their customers are coming in the store and usually spending some money into the day there. So they're, it's a win-win for both of us. So is that more of like a studio backdrops? I'm just, I'm aware that you're, you know, a, nat- a mm-hmm. natural, um, natural light photographer usually. So are you doing like more of a studio setup for the yep. store specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they design it and I just come with my lights and off we go. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And so the clients are pre-booking or it's just when they arrive on the day, they see that you, they can have a photo, they jump in front and off they go? Yep, it's a complimentary um, social media file. It's a free event. Um, it's first come, first serve, unless they've got a reactive dog or need a little bit of a special time, so they'll schedule an appointment. But we've seen anywhere from 250 to 300 dogs over eight hours. Whoa. Wow. It's a very long, exhausting, but fun day. And, and so, do they buy prints if they want to, or they just, yeah. Cards, prints, um, magnets, ornaments, anything that's kind of more gifty for the holidays. And I think mm-hmm. they knowing that that's why they're there. So it's always a very profitable day. Yeah, I love that how you've kept it so separate to um, to your normal sessions. So you're not trying to, you know, sell wall art from these. They're, saying they're Christmas themed, aren't they? Right. right. And so that way, you know, maybe, oh, well, not maybe by the sounds, you do make um, money on the day selling the, the gifty stuff, like you said, but then there's still opportunity for them to become a client that same year. You don't have to wait again right. and they become a, a Sanders shoot client. Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll remember me from the event. Um, they do like an anniversary celebration in the spring, uh, same type of setup, but just more of a general um, pet portrait. So mm-hmm. they're at least seeing me twice a year through the store. And then are you offering something um, more to those um, clients so that they become standard session clients or you're just waiting for them to eventually decide that they're ready for that? Uh, usually in the spring I will. It doesn't usually happen at Christmas. They're kind of there for that event, get their stuff and they're done. But for the spring I will um, do a special, like a session special where I'll give something small um, in exchange for email. So that mm-hmm. works. Okay. And so the, so you've done this for a few years now, I'm gathering, since you started 2016. Did you, did you say mm-hmm. 2016? Yeah. Yep. So what are you finding at each event? I mean, it's the same store. Um, every year, twice a year, are you finding that you're seeing the same people coming back and, or yeah, and they're just coming for that particular um, experience or are you finding new people each year and then also getting people booking for, for full-length sessions at a different time of the year? Yeah, it's a mix. Um, there are definitely people that have come for, you know, the past 10 years um, before I even took over the event. So, 
um, we get a lot of repeat clients, but we get a lot of people who have puppies and it's their first Christmas coming in and mm -hmm. start to get to know us that way. Yeah. So, so this is an event that the store has been running for years and years. You didn't approach them with this is something that we should do together. They approached you. Is that yeah, right? their, um, their former photographer stepped back. So I actually had a great um, lead in with her and it just took off from there. Oh, that's amazing. All right. So cool marketing strategy that you're growing your email list. Your website popped up at the start with an option to sign up to your, your newsletter. Are you doing a lot of email marketing mm -hmm. as well? I love email marketing. Yes. I can actually okay. people open the email instead of hoping that they see it on Facebook or Instagram, which is so hit or miss. So what sort of content are you, like as a pet photographer, what sort of content are you putting in emails that people would be interested to open? Are you just putting sessions? Are you writing about your life and your business? What does that look like if you don't mind sharing? Uh, it's a mix. This year I started something that I really enjoyed and I'm right now doing it every other Friday, but I'm doing a Friday favorite where I'm sharing um, what's going on in my world that's exciting, uh, fun things around the area to do, a uh, very brief pet photography tip that they can implement and don't have to be a professional. Um, sometimes a little reminder of session availability. Um, specials when I have a special running or a limited edition session, I'll put that out to my email list first so that they can have first dibs. Um, any upcoming events, just general stuff, um, sessions mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for photographers who are sitting there with an email list that they're kind of half-heartedly trying to build, but the idea of actually writing the newsletters seems, you know, really overwhelming. They have no idea what to put in there. Do you have any tips for those people? I recycle my blog post a lot. I'll pull from those uh, and, and share little things, especially anything that's like a Q&A that I've had out, like a lot of questions about or tips. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right. So we've chatted that marketing strategy. You know what I want to talk about. Yes. The calendar <laughs> contests. Yes. I have no idea what these are about would love to hear more because i've heard multiple people mention your course which guys will chat about that and give you links to that at the end because jessica actually teaches how to do the strategy but we're very lucky today that she's going to talk us through it as well um so give us an overview and then let's dive into yes it is a huge undertaking but it is so worth it um especially this year and, and likely leading into the coming year with COVID because so many in-person events and galas have been canceled or have gone virtual. Uh, your local rescues and shelters are gonna be looking for help. And what the calendar contest is, is a calendar contest in which people are voting through an online voting system. I use uh, gogophotocontest.com and they collect a $5 fee to enter and then $1 per vote with a five vote minimum all of the money is going to the rescue. So I don't take any money from that at all. It's going right into the rescue's bank account and it has been tremendous. Um, this year was my best year. We have raised over $12,000, which was wow. a huge deal for the first year when we only raised about 2,000. So I, I love this. It makes me feel good. It makes the rescue feel good. It gets people involved um, with their pets. It's something fun that they can do. They're raising awareness for what the rescue is doing and it's bringing some brand awareness to me. That's amazing. So these 
is it clients photos so that in the competition or this is just open to any pet parents how does the mm -hmm. photo aspect of it work yep. any pet parent any photo that they took of their pet i've had pigs horses cats dogs it's mostly shifted to dogs just because of how I structure the contest in terms of when I'm photographing the sessions. It's I think people are finding it easier to bring a dog outside than a cat. But mm -hmm. um, any photo that they have, they can submit and then they share for votes. Family and friends will vote for that. Um, it's the top 13 vote getters. So the main one is our cover model and then the 12 inside are each on their own month. And I photograph those sessions. So essentially I'm getting a count right. of 13 clients, yes. Gotcha. So there's anyone can enter their pet with their own photos into the competition. The top 13 votes then get a session with you. Mm -hmm. And then a photo from that session is going to be chosen to create this calendar for the charity. Is that right? Yep. It goes, for, it has the, um, like their name on the front of it and they can sell it and all proceeds from the calendar sales also go back to the rescuer shelter. I love this. I'm such a big fan of mm -hmm. fundraising marketing yes. and this is such a cool spin on it. Okay. So, and presumably the, do you partner with the same charity every time? I have for the last three years because my first year I partnered with a rescue. Um, that didn't quite promote it as much as I would have liked and it mm -hmm. didn't be terrible, but I wanted a little bit more involvement. So I, I parted ways with them. My second year, I parted, uh, partnered with a equine charity and my market is not equine at all. So mm -hmm. um, it was okay, but it did a little worse in the first year. And then I ended up partnering with Biggie's Bullies, which is a pit bull rescue in Pittsburgh that one of the owners works at the same pet store that I do the pet photos with Santa. So I had gotten to know her. I knew how passionate their volunteers were, how much she loved what she was doing and just how much help they needed. So that's been my um, go-to charity for the last three years mm -hmm. yeah that I, what I was wondering was how much um involvement does the charity have in terms of uh yeah in terms of promoting everything but presumably it's it's pretty important for them to be active in yeah. sharing it with their own audience which again is one of the great things the great benefits of charitable marketing is that you get this access, I guess, and brand awareness with a whole nother audience. So that's yeah. really great. Um, okay. So do you have any tips for sort of implementing this? Did you come, did you go to the Pittsburgh um, Pities charity with like a whole strategy or was it more of a casual conversation? How did you approach them, I guess? Yeah, it was pretty casual. I just, you know, I let them know that there was going to be very little I needed from them. I needed a bank account and I wanted them to make sure that they were interested, which of course they are. Um, mm -hmm. I just asked them to share to their email list, uh, social media, any of their volunteers. I really, it doesn't take much from them. So for them, it's a nice, easy um, fundraiser, which doesn't require them to spend any money to purchase calendars to sell. They're just collecting everything that we can give them. And in terms of your business, um, other than you're a lovely person and what a great way to raise funds for charity, but the, is there any benefits that you get from from doing this in terms of, I guess, brand awareness, but why, why, why are you doing this, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> like, you remember our interview? 
people who listen regularly remember the interview with uh, Andrew Andrew just recently, the most recent one, and he was like, Caitlin, you could just be a nice person. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, but there has, okay, I'm just wondering. The direct there, you want to know about. I want to know what benefits there is for your business out of this. Yes, the feel good aspect is wonderful, of course. Um, but, you know, I, I also don't want to work for free for 13 clients. Mm -hmm. So I, while I don't make any money from the sessions, I do make money on the back end with sales. So they actually don't receive anything from me outside of my time to photograph their calendar contest. Mm -hmm. um, from there, they go through the same process that my normal clients do, which is an in-person sales session or virtual this year because that was all happening during COVID and that wasn't ideal to meet. Um, so we're doing that. But um, this year I may try implementing a little bit different strategy too, where I'm going to give them the option to upgrade their session so that I'm not shooting necessarily two back-to-back -back, like mini sessions, but give them the opportunity because I've heard so much of, can I bring my other dog? Can we be mm -hmm. in a that I'm going to try to give them the option to upgrade to a full session for me. Yeah. I that, think that's um, great of you. That was something I started implementing, Jessica, in when I did my second book using the method that Caitlin does with her self-publishing um, course. Um, I implemented a, an optional drop down of like, do you want to extend your session? It was like $50. So instead of just having a photo shoot for the dog to feature in the coffee table book, mm -hmm. um, they could extend it so that it wasn't just the dog. It was also the, the people and, and whatever. And it was the part I really liked about it was it was a great indication of like, oh, these people are going to spend money because they've already spent money, right? Um, yeah. So that was really cool. And especially if you're finding um, that you're, you know, um, having people ask if they can include another pet, um, and it totally makes sense to to give them the option to, you know, extend it to a full session. So you haven't done that yet. That's starting this year. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to kick off my next calendar um, in January. So I'm going to try mm -hmm. that. Uh, it's always challenging to know because there are some people who just want to do it because they love the rescue and mm -hmm. they what they get. They just want to help. And then there's other people who are spending what my normal average would be on a session. So I would like to get more of those people. But mm -hmm. like you said, kind of weeding them out that way uh, may help a little bit. So do you have a system that you put these clients? So the 13... Or the the dogs that get the most votes, the or the pets, sorry, um, the thirteen pets, um, they automatically get a shoot. What happens between when they get told that they can have the shoot to feature in the calendar, and then the actual shoot? Like, have you had anyone drop off and decide, oh, actually, it's not for me, or does every single person book and then some people not buy? Like, what kind of you know ratio is happening? I've had both happen. Um Probably in the last four years, I've had maybe two that have backed out and it was just a time thing because I've predetermined dates and locations when I'm shooting just because I have to stay on a schedule to get the calendar done in time mm -hmm. and to get all those 13 done with, you know, weather delays or something would come up. So I've had people back off um, in that sense. And occasionally I do get people who don't buy. I would say consistently 11 out of 13 will buy something after. So for me, mm -hmm. it's, it's still worth it. Yeah. yeah. And again, and, there's that brand awareness, like, and you get to raise all this money for charity. I love this strategy. So, <laughs> so let me just break it down. You're 
out of this marketing campaign, you're getting 13 new clients with an average of about 11 of them buying. Um, and then how many new clients are you getting outside of that 13 that are coming from this? Either are you sending out a special offer um, to the people? I imagine you are because you seem like quite on with all of this business stuff here. <laughs> so you're sending a special offer by the look of your face there. <laughs> I will do a like value add. So it's my full session fee, but if you book, you know, like a week or two after as one of the, I don't want to say losers, but as one of the losers, you get um, like a complimentary, I'll do like an acrylic block or something small, but enough to get them in. Mm -hmm. And how is that been going for you? Like you've been getting, um, you know, you're hitting your target for people taking up that offer? Um, yes and no. Again, it's if they're interested in just helping the charity versus they really wanted to do this because they wanted a session. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how many entries are you getting? I mean, you had 12,000 donations last year. So, I mean, how many votes on average uh, each image getting or are they 12,000 images that are being entered? No, no. I think this year we had um, maybe 64, 68 total entrants. Um, okay. People go nuts. They just go wild voting. Um, and it's really, really fun that way. Uh, I think our winner this year had raised about $3,000. So that was a good wow. one. So the winner is, or the the 68 entries, I haven't been doing, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, and asking all of their friends to vote. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Friends and family. They, vote, they pay. Yes. Yep. Cool. That makes total sense. And so, yeah, you're getting 68 new people on your mailing list, I gather. Yes, and that that itself too is is making it worthwhile. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then um, they, you know, you're aiming to convert them as well as the 13 that are actually getting the shoot. That's cool. I love it. It's very very fun. Mm -hmm. And so you're using the platform you mentioned at the beginning quickly. Did you call it GoGo Photo? GoGoPhotoContest.com. Okay, cool. And that um, platform is a space where when people vote, they they have to pay at the same time. Yeah, they handle everything. They tally um, voting, they tally donations, they distribute all the funds. They help me set up all the pages so that everything is working correctly. Um, any promotions that I'm doing, voting promotions. I do a lot of weekly mini contests where if a pet isn't necessarily gonna win, but they're, they're really trying that week, I've partnered with local businesses who donate something and they get to win one of those prizes. Mm, cool. Because now I've got some community networking involved. Yeah, fantastic. Excellent. And then do you have a long-term strategy for that? Like maybe working with those partner businesses in another way in the future? Or are you happy just to? I would like to, but I don't have anything set in stone yet. But I'm yeah. always wanting to build those relationships because our pet community is so small, but mm. it's, it's also far-reaching. So they have a lot of, um, my ideal clients, and I think we could definitely mutually benefit, then I, I usually will approach them. Yeah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a cool strategy. I love it. Oh, my God. So brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing. All You've got so many strategies. Um, I love it. It's been great to get a little insight into what you're doing to build your business, all this networking. Love the calendar contest as we mentioned before guys this is a course that jessica sells through the hair of the dog academy so we will have a link 
to where you can get that if you're interested in learning more you can find out you know finding that fundraising partner she's got a video overview pdf planning all the things that this workaholic kaya would of course put in <laughs> so we'll have a link to that and also obviously a link to where you can see more of jessica's beautiful work follow her on instagram um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jessica. It has been so interesting chatting to you today. That was very fun. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.